0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai,
1: there's joy in every journey. This is the Fight Fan with your host, Pete Hoffman. Follow me at the Hoff WFAN on Twitter, at the Fight Fan, WFAN, Twitter as well. Hoff WFAN is the TikTok, and then everything else is at the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. That's... Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, WFAN.com, and the Odyssey app. Welcome to another episode. Uh, we have two guests this week. First guest, it's a very short uh, interview because he was busy. He was running to do a press conference, uh, and his connection wasn't the best, but we got some actually some really juicy stuff in the three minutes he gave us. President of the BKFC, Dave Feldman, hops on. Uh, Got a huge event this week. I'll get to that in a second. He's up first. He'll give us some stuff. Again, something very juicy for them. Uh, Breaking news for BKFC, which legitimizes the sport that much more in the States. And that'll be up, uh, you know, as soon as uh, I get done rambling. Then... Coming in, uh, subbing in last minute, which we always... Ha- it's funny. We Most of the time, I get a lot of fighters post-fight, right? This guy gets called upon last minute. And I get him before his fight, which is awesome. Jay Perrin stepping in to fight... Jeez, uh, now I'm blanking on the guy's name. Mario Batali. That's not right. That's not even close to right, Mario Batali. Uh, it is Mario... Bautista, Batali, batista it's all the same, right? Uh, But Jay Perrett stepping in the face, Mario Batista stepping in last minute. So this is his first fight in the UFC. Is this how he wants to do it? He'll tell you. Seems pretty pumped. Uh, A lot of good things coming out of Jay. He'll be on after Dave Feldman. But let's get into this weekend in fights. Listen, first of all, last weekend was pretty dope. Um, as far as UFC 271 goes, the Whitaker Adesanya fight, I know a lot of people probably were not as happy with the result. Not that the results weren't bad, but probably were not happy the fact that it went five rounds, that it went the decision and it didn't seem like there was as much action. Some people did think it went Whitaker's way. I don't know if I could really do that. I don't know if I could buy that. It's one of those things I always say: in order to beat the champ, you gotta beat the champ. And Adesanya has the belt right now, so Whitaker had to go a little bit above and beyond to take the belt from him. Now, did he win some of those rounds? Yes. Were some of them debatable? Could they gone out of the way? Yes. Um, but overall, I think that the right decision, Israel Design was still champ. Whittaker put up a hell of a fight, though. It was a good job by him. One of those very technical, tactical fights. Um, you know, it was very patient. Both fighters were very patient, and I respect both. It reminds me, well, not as much, but of a Tyron Woodley, Wonderboy, you know, f- first fight in particular where it went five rounds, and you're like on pins and needles every time they're like, Going in close for uh, a strike, and, you know, Woodley nailed, cracked Thompson a couple times, and he went down. You thought the fight's going to be over, and then it being a draw at the end. This fight was no draw, but the point was that in a limited striking that was there, it was very exciting, and it was very chess like. You got to remember, when Whitaker improved so much, he was so much more patient. He didn't lunge as much. Now, listen, there were moments where he lunged in through strikes, and, you know, Israel out couldn't capture on those moments like he did last time. So that's also been, that that also shows that Whitaker had easy guessing a little bit more than normal. I'm a little bit upset moving on from that fight. I'm a little bit upset about the Lewis Tuivasa fight. Not that I was upset that Tuivasa won. It's more or less I'm upset that, that Lewis lost. I love both fighters. I can't hide that. I've been a fan of Tuivasa, uh, Tau Tuivasa. Excuse me. For, since I saw him in a cage uh, the first time back back when, I've been looking forward to seeing him make his uh, climb in the heavyweight division. Problem is, I didn't want to see Derek Lewis lose. I wanted to see him continue to like get another opportunity to stay in the top five, which he probably is up there anyway. But I want to see him get another title shot. I wanted to see him get a Francis a rematch. You know, especially considering the fact that 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 fight between the two were so lackluster even though Lewis got the win I really wanted to see those two do something special and now we can't get that and that's going to put that on the back burner for quite some time so I'm a little frustrated by that but it is what it is it's a fight game this stuff happens all the time uh two fan favorites somebody had to lose unfortunately it was Derek Lewis but fortunately Talatui Vasa now continues to rise his stock continues to rise now is he a number one contender no I still don't think he's there. He's fun. Maybe another fight or two. Is he going to fight? Can you see him against Francis Ngannou in July? No, I cannot. First of all, I don't know when Ngannou is coming back with the knees, but I cannot see him facing Francis Ngannou. That just cannot happen. Now, do I see him maybe versus Sorokin? That's a possibility. I do like the John Jones. Um, John jones Depe Miocic fight. Rumors that are kind of floating around. That is a nice fight. I'd like to see that. But as far as Ta- Tai Tuivasa, I don't want to see him going up, boom, right away to, to uh, Francis Ghana. That, to me, is a too much of a jump. Not saying that Lewis is some chump change. Uh, you know, that doesn't doesn't raise his stock at all. But I just don't like to see Tuivasa raise that much just yet. As far as Cannonier brunson goes, I kind of figured Brunson... Went hard for the takedowns, was doing a good job, but Canadier kind of just has that knockout power. Kind of scary how good he could be when he's on. Um, and the rest of the fights are crazy. And then, then not to mention the fact that you know uh, Bobby Green with the big win, and now he's fighting Islam in a couple weeks because he had to step in last minute. Uh, that's that's amazing. Good for Bobby Green. We'll see how that goes. But that's enough recap. It's enough you, but we have so much to get into this weekend. It's amazing. Like I'm not sure if they they all meant this to happen, but basically Super Bowl and football are no more. They're gone. Thank goodness because it was a long season for me and we just had to move on from that. For a little bit take a little break. Um baseball, the fact that they're in La Land, I know that they're going to meet and you know hopefully have by February 28th so there's no uh delay in season, a regular season at least, there's going to be a delay in spring training. Uh, These two sides are terrible. I love baseball so much. You're killing me. You're killing me. And some people, and everyone's like, oh, well, you know, why does it make a difference to you? It makes a difference to me because the, the sport is suffering. It cannot create and generate new fans because it sucks so much. And they don't get that. It's not about who makes how much money and, and me feeling bad that, you know, the owners are getting, you know, they have to get dish out so much to the minor leagues and that, you know, uh, these guys that are making $40 million are saying, well, we don't make enough money. You know, listen, you're all making too much money. And then the young guys aren't getting paid enough, but whatever. It don't make a difference. The fact, the fact is I just want to see you on the field. I want my kids to be baseball fans, and I want a, 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 a new generation to appreciate the sport. They can't appreciate crap if you're sitting there not playing games. That's what it comes down to. I want MMA to be a big thing. I want UFC, Bellator. I want all these leagues to rise, continue to rise. I want them to be in the spotlight. The only way for them to be in the spotlight is to keep on having events, to keep on week to week, daily, daily grind of new things popping up. If you're on a strike or a lockout, excuse me, for two freaking months, three months, No one's talking about you at all. Where was all the off-season buzz? Up until December 1st, yeah, there were some crazy moves. Things were moving. Gone. Gone. For two months, two full, three full months almost, no baseball news because there was nothing to talk about. Because no one could be signed. There was no trades. Empty. Tell that to NFL. Tell that to the NBA. The offseason, there's always something going on. There's always something going on. And I understand that that being said, hey, once things pick up, there's going to be a lot of movement, and that's going to be fun. But what about the three months you took off and let people decide that, you know what, I actually don't care about baseball, which most people don't anyway. A lot of people don't. Excuse me. Sorry for the dishwasher. Downstairs in my basement right now. We'll get to that a little bit later. The fact is, they screwed up, and they continue to screw up. So let's just move on with the spring training. Let's get that going on. Anyway, a lot of fights this weekend. That was the whole point of the rant. There was a lot of fights this weekend. They picked an opportune time to do it because nothing is going on. NBA is basically you know on break now with the All-Star event. NHL, no one cares about except for me and about a handful of people. This is a perfect time for tons of events to happen, and there are three major events in the mixed martial arts boxing world. Now, before I go into anything, uh, interesting news about the young Garcia, Ryan Garcia, separating from his trainer, which is interesting. He said that his trainer did not have enough time to train him. Now, Garcia hasn't fought in quite some time now because he had mental, you know, focusing on himself. He had some mental issues that uh, that he said he needed to fix and focus on, which is good. I'm proud of him. You know, he's 23 years old currently right now. He's a young kid, so if he needs, if he sees that he needs to take time for himself, I'm all for it. I have no problem with that. He did say though that he had to split ties from his current trainer because there was no time time to train him. Interesting. Now he is scheduled to fight Emmanuel to Tago, Tagoe, whatever it is, April 9th, 2022. That's in a few months. So we'll see how that goes. The last time he fought was January 2nd versus Luke Campbell. TKO win over Luke Campbell. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes into this fight. It's good to see Ryan Garcia come back. He's one of the he's 23 years old. He's one of these young kids that that are up and coming in the sport. I mean, he's great now. You know, he can only get better. Let's see how he is after he's taken this time off. All right, let's get to the events. You got three of them. We'll first start with uh, Bellator because that, to me, is the the least interesting. I I understand. Listen, first of all, Nyman Gracie is great. I still can't buy into Bellator enough. I just can't. Nyman Gracie versus Logan Storley. The records are nice. 11-2 versus 12-1. Welterweight fight. Nyman Gracie comes with a name. But still, like, I got nothing. I'm not getting these, like, chill vibes of, like, oh my goodness, this is going to be incredible. I have to order this. I got to watch this. It just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. You got uh, Brennan Ward versus Brandon Bell. Yeah. You got Andre Korsh. Kyle versus Chance reckon again, former UFC guy so it's nice to see him back but again where's the buzz? no buzz you got Georgie Carhanian I love Georgie don't get me wrong fighting Adam Piccolotti still it's just not the same level this is a quote-unquote a big event for Bellator I understand they can't sell they're not selling pay-per-views it's all Showtime stuff right so they're, so they're not selling pay-per-views so I get it they don't have to go big every time, but they never go big. They, I can't remember a last fight that has gone gone big, even when it's quote-unquote pay-per-views. Still didn't go big enough. Um, you got Devi, Devon Franklin versus Sad Salma. Listen, again, tell me where I'm supposed to be jumping up with Joy saying, I have to watch every single fight. I don't. I really, truly don't. Bellator, I love you, but you got to spice things up a little bit more. There's got to be more buzz to what you guys do. It's just, it's just not doing it for me. It just continuously, you could. it's lackluster. It's lackluster. Now, that good thing is, again, this is a It's a 6 p.m. car, prelim, 9 p.m. Uh, main card. It's in Mohegan Sun. Now, listen, if I got invited to go, I'd definitely go see it, watch it. I'm away this week. I am not available this week to go to Mohegan. Um, it's also on Showtime. So, again, if you pay for Showtime, you get it for free, basically, because you're already paying for Showtime. But still, it's just not enough for me to be locked in. You gotta lock me in. Especially when there's two other things going on. You gotta lock me in. What else is going on, you say? Good question. So, previewed it a little bit did with Dave Feldman, who's gonna join me in a few minutes once I'm done rambling about the events that are going on. BKFC, Bare Knuckle Fighting, BKTV, um, you can find it. It's Knuckle Mania 2. Now I say, what's Knucklemania? Knucklemania is just yeah, whatever. It's a name. It's whatever. The names on the card, though, a former UFC fighter. It's the same thing we talked about. The former UFC fighters, you know, in the past, making their return to Bellator. It's great. This guy's head. These two are headlining the Bare Knuckle Mania. Mike Perry and why am I forgetting his first name? Julian Lent. uh. Um, but Mike Perry versus Julian Lynn, very interesting fight because I love Mike Perry. I know that out the out of the cage, out of the ring, he's not the best role model for anybody. But I don't care about that. I like to watch the fights. It's like me talking about the people's salaries in, in baseball. I don't care. I want to watch the game. Well, I want to watch the fights. And Mike Perry, he brings it every time he's in the cage, in the ring. So I'm excited to see what he could do in bare-knuckle fighting. He's going up against Julian Lane. They had a little riff. Now listen, the press conference is a little ridiculous with the whole bat. I mean, if you've seen it, go. if you haven't seen it, go check it out. But basically, they're scuffling a little bit, and Mike Perry has a baseball bat that he pulls out of nowhere and kind of like looks like he's threatening Listen, He doesn't hit anybody, thank goodness. But Perry is definitely, um, he's matching up to his reputation, let's put it that way. Uh, you got a few other fights that are decent on here. Chad Mendes is also on the card, too. It's nice to see Chad Mendes back in the fight game. And this is, I believe, this is his first fight in the BKFC. So this will be cool to watch him uh, in his return. So, but that's on uh, the bare-knuckle fight in Knuckle Mania 2. Mike Perry versus Julian Lane. That is actually a fun fight. I'm looking forward to it. We all know Julian Lane from The Ultimate Fighters, the, the let me bang bro type of thing it's going to be very interesting. I've watched that. That that to me is buzzworthy, is juicy. Rest of the fights are okay. The Chad Mendez I'm excited about. The uh Britain Hart fight, she's pretty dope. So there's just enough to keep me going the whole card. But the main fight, that looks like a brawl and that's exciting. It's up against, however, it is up against something that is pretty phenomenal. Now this is again just a, it's a free card. It was supposed to be Dos Anjos versus Fiziev, but that's got moved now to the UFC uh, 272, which that's in a couple weeks. Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington. Which by the way, if you haven't listened, Jorge Masvidal was on last week with me, and it was freaking awesome. So go check that back last week's episode. But it's Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. It's a sick fight, light heavyweight. I want to see what Johnny Walker has. Johnny Walker, when he came into the UFC, was this upcoming, you know, ridiculous, over-the-top entertainer. He knocked out Khalil Roundtree and bugged me out. I'm like, I thought Roundtree was going to be the next up-and-comer. uh -uh, Walker took him out. He crushed Justin Ledette, crushed Misha Cherkinov. He looked amazing, and then UFC 244, I uh, believe that was Master Square Garden. Yeah, that was Master Square Garden. Corey Anderson knocked Johnny Walker out. And that seemed to put Walker on a big slide down. Now listen, if, also if you remember, after I think it was the Ledette or the, the Cherkinoff fight. Ah, it must have been the Cherkinoff fight, fight because there was a big layoff in there a few months off. He did a worm and hurt himself, which is ridiculous. And then he came back versus Corey Anderson and got knocked out. And that just seemed like it's like okay, what's going on here with this guy? He's on a trend down. He loses. He loses to Nikita krilov by a, um, a decision. He does beat Ryan Span. Not saying that a you know was a cake fight, but that was good. And then he lost to Thiago Santos in a five round decision. Lackluster for Mr. Johnny Walker. So now he's got a t- chance to you know redemption here. Not saying that J- Jamal Hill's redemption off of the Tiago Santos, two different fighters. But we need to see something more in Johnny Walker. Otherwise, he's going to start dwindling. I thought he was going to be someone who could actually put, you know, give a nice test to John Jones at some point in my time. I thought early in his career, I was like, oh, this guy could really put John Jones up for, you know, run for his money and maybe get a shot and take that title away. Not anymore. Johnny Walker is like a a flesh in a pan. Jamal Hill's no joke. He's 9-1. Now, he doesn't have the reach. He doesn't have the height. He does have the knockout power, though. He does have that KO power. He knocked out Jimmy Crute. Now, he lost to Paul Craig, which was crazy. But he still has tons of knockout power. He knocked out OSP. Um, He did have a decision versus Darko uh, Sasek, Sasek, something like that, whatever his last name is. But he has tons of knockout power, so it'll be interesting to see what type of fight, this go, how this goes. Is it going to be very engaging? It's going to be a five-round fight. Is Hill, Walker, how are they going to... What's the strategy here? Is Walker going to go full blast? Is he going to try to, you know... He's had five-round fights now, Johnny Walker, so maybe he's going to try to control himself, take it slow, try to have Hill go to the later rounds and, you know, take this fight long and lengthy. Maybe that'll... Not be so good for Hill. We'll see how it goes, but Hill, I think, is looking for the knockout. And if we've seen from Corey Anderson versus Jenny Walker, Walker has the, is susceptible to get knocked out. So it'll be very, very, very interesting. That's the main fight for the um, because RDA and Fizzy have had to be moved off because. Fiziev had the visa issue. Nothing to do with injury, just the visa issue. All right, so let's get back to the prelims, though. So Jay Perrin, who's going to come up in a little bit, he's fighting Mario Batista. should be interesting. You got, uh, let's see, Jonathan Pierce is on there. You got Christian Rodriguez. Chas Skelly's returning. Jessica Rose Clark is always good watch. She's fighting Stephanie Eager. Now, these are 4 p.m. Um, prelims, by the way. You yeah, do have, which is, should be, an amazing fight. I love him. Gabriel Benitez, featherweight. He's fighting David Onama. Now listen, B- Benitez weighed in at 148, I think a half. Maybe. I think they took off his uh, shorts and they had him stand with a towel. He ended up being 148. Either way, he's three pounds over. So he's given up 30% of his, of his paycheck. That sticks for Benitez. Great for Onama if if it goes to a uh, fight of the night, which we've talked to Julian Arosa last week. Hey, that happens if it's 50k for both fighters you get both paychecks so that should be that would be good for onama which that's supposed to be circled as one of the potential fighter of the nights there because gabriel benitez does bring it so get ready for that that should be a good pre, um, prelim fight now interesting everyone i think most people know about the cop in detroit who goes around and self-defense and he teaches everyone all this stuff and it's Questionable how good he is, and it's real. Is it really set up? Is it really does it really work or well, whatever? Go look it up if you're not sure what I'm talking about. But de- just look up Detroit cop um, protection, whatever it is. However you want to search it up. Regardless, he's going to be backing Joaquin Buckley in his corner as he fights Abdul Razak Al Hassan. That fight could be up there for Friday night too. It's it's going to kick off the the main, of main card. That fight could end within f- a minute. We can go a minute. We've seen it happen before. Both are, are gunslingers. Both are knockout artists. It's going to be fun. You cannot miss that fight. You got Jim Miller on the card versus Nicholas Mata. Jim Miller, just a veteran. Every time he goes out there, it's always a fun fight. It doesn't make a difference. Even in that lackluster first Brooklyn card it was UFC 223, I believe it was. Chukagian versus... Um, Uh, Jermaine Durandamy boring ass card up and down Jim Miller versus Dustin Poirier was sick Jim Miller always brings it it's always fun one way or the other you got Parker Porter versus Alan uh, Badot Badot Parker is this very interesting uh, fighter he's 36 a big chunky dude 6 foot stocky throws down so that'll be very interesting he walked I think he weighed 263 um, weigh in's and Allen was about 243. We'll see how that goes. I like Porter in that fight. He got Cal Dacus going up against Jamie, Jamie Pickett. It's a catchweight fight. Pickett came in last minute, so he's stepping in. It's 195 they're at. Uh, Pickett came off of a victory um, versus Joseph Holmes, and he had a win over Lore- Loreno St- Stripoli, Starpoli, Starpoli. So he's got two wins in a row. He's coming in last minute. It's very interesting to fight with Jamie Pickett. he got nothing to lose here. If he wins, it just skyrockets himself that much more. If Docus wins, it is where it is for Pickett. He'll get another opportunity, no question. It's just nice. You know, when someone throws himself out there like that, steps up, UFC, I think, will give him another shot no matter what happens. And then you got the Walker Hill fight. So, all right, listen. Enough of my rambling. Let's get to the interviews very quickly. Again, as I said, my connection was terrible. With both interviews. So I apologize about that. But I got about three or four minutes with Dave Feldman. President of Bare Knuckle Fighting. And he makes a couple major significant. One is he doesn't give me everything. Doesn't give me all the goods. But one he gives me. Here he is. President of Bare Knuckle Fighting. Dave Feldman. This is The Fight Fan with your host Pete Hoffman. Being joined right now by President. As I say the man. Dave Feldman, how are we doing? Welcome back to the show, and congratulations on all all the success.
2: Thanks, Pete, man. Everything's going great. Uh, Just really tremendous. Can't wait to smile off my face, man. This thing is going. We just got good news. actually game-changing news that we just got approved in the United States for sports betting on BKFC in the United States, which is huge. We've been doing offshore for the past three and a half years, and we just got approved, which is – it's just completely game-changing for us.
1: Wow. So how soon can we see that be in effect as far as – is it going to be DraftKings, FanDuel? How are you guys working that yeah, out?
2: It's, it's going to be listed on DraftKings as of tomorrow for this Saturday's fight.
1: Oh, my God. Congratulations, dude. I can't <laughs> wait to, I can't wait to bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is, that is phenomenal news. So uh, that leads to the, the, you know, you have a huge event this weekend, uh, Knuckle Mania 2, Mike Perry, my boy, Platinum Perry. I'm so excited to see him fight in bare knuckle, you know, going up against Julian Lane. Tell me how it was negotiating a guy like Mike Perry bringing him in.
2: It wasn't tough, man. I, I have a good relationship with first-round management, Malky uh It's his um, manager. It was you know, we just got it done. I, I knew what it was going to take to get it done, and and I don't know if anyone knows keep but it's always a little more than you think what it's going to take to get it done. But it gets done, man. And we got it done. And made a great move there. And you know, it's, I mean, if I people ask me about Mike Perry all the time, and I say if I could draw out what I would want a bare knuckle fighter to be, it would be Mike Perry. I think, right? We're going to see tomorrow, our Saturday night, when he gets hit with a bare knuckle. But right now, I think that he's going to fit this mold pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, I, listen, I've I've loved watching Mike Perry uh, in his fights in UFC. I always thought that he had something special to him. And I just thought that there was something about the, you know, the jujitsu aspect of it, the ground game that he was always trying to work on. But really, he's about the knockouts. He's about the power. He's about the striking. So take away everything. Throw him in a bare knuckle fighting. It's going to be explosive. And listen, he bleeds no matter where wherever he's fighting he's gonna bleed so this is even better it's gonna be fantastic so I'm excited about it um as far as the other fights on this card too I mean you got Chad Mendez. that's just another amazing fighter
2: Yeah, no, it's a it's a big name for us you know it's this is our biggest car we've ever done knuckle mania too uh he's fighting a local guy here Fames who's one and one in bare knuckle came off a sensational knockout um, in June and then, you know, kind of kind of got a little cocky, didn't train it and got it handed to him a little bit in November. But this is I like this kind of matchup because this is like game changing, meaning if if uh, Chad Mendez comes out and knocks this kid, out, did something really, really good. If he comes out and looks, you know, subpar and wins, then we maybe we rethink it. But if fames, on the other hand, comes out and knocks out of Chad Mendez or went beats him in a decision, it's a life changer and game changer for him. And these are the kind of matchups I'd like to put together because he's fighting for something, and that means he's going to fight his ass off.
1: Yeah, no question. Again, you seem to be able to match up very well. You have a lot of good talent. Uh, Taylor Starling is another one that I, I enjoy. I, w- I love watching her fight, and I've, I've enjoyed to see her career blossom. When do we see somebody like her fight again?
2: Uh, she's got a really big fight coming up in May. a really big fight, superstar fight for her. She's gonna like it. She doesn't know who it is yet. She's gonna like it. We're gonna announce it next week, and I think everybody in BKFC and combat sports is gonna to want to see this fight. All
1: right. So, if you are picking up your phone, that was it. Unfortunately, because that was uh, that's all I had with Dave. Got cut off, and then he had to go run to the press conference where he had to hold back Mike Perry. <laughs> um, but if you pick up your phone right now, I would try to log into DraftKings and see if you could place a bet for bare knuckle fighting because that's awesome whether it's straight up kings whether it's QL, wherever it is check it out hopefully it's there and loaded and good to go because that that's what's up um and also looking forward to taylor stalling to see where she's um who's she fighting because that's gonna be dope she's awesome she's a she's gonna be a star and bkfc is the perfect spot for her so let's let's go let's go with that and obviously mike Perry is just the man in, uh, in, in in the cage world. In the fighting world. Alright. Let's move on. Filling in. Last minute. Bantamweight division. Um, Jay Perrin. Again, as I said, stepped up last minute. He's got his fight, Dave, UFC debut um, tomorrow. They're opening the card. Here he is. Let's hear how psyched he is. Jay Perrin. This is The Fight Fan with your host, Pete Hoffman, being joined right now. Very special guest. Last minute... Announced fight, Jay Perrin, join us right now. Congratulations on this weekend's UFC card. How you feeling, dude?
0: I feel great, man. You know what I mean. Like you, I've worked for so long for this. And, uh, you know, I'm getting caught up in the moment, I'm still very much in the tunnel. Um, I know that I have, a, I have a, a big test ahead of me and a lot to prove. But man, you know, I'm here now. You know what I mean. And i want to make sure it. So I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. I'm, I'm happy with this week.
1: So you are fighting, uh, Mario Bautista, uh, UFC fight night. Now explain to me when you get a call, how, what your approach is like going into this fight. Is it just about you being ready and being trained or you going to be studying Mario Bautista and what he, what do you expect out of him? Um, so
0: for Mario, like he has tendencies. I don't have a plan for any in a fight.
1: You know what I mean? A fight is chaos.
0: And I've learned that if you look for something too specific, um, you'll never find it and you'll start to lose all your weapons. So um, Mario is well-rounded. You know what I mean? He's got a good, he's got a good game. Uh, I'm prepared for whatever happens. I prepare everywhere, you know? So um, if you're training the right way, it doesn't really matter what they do. You'll be able to make the reads. You'll be able to make the adjustments and, um, and, and, and get the finish. So um, I think that it's going to be, I prepare for like the first 30 seconds. I feel like most people do the same thing in the first 30. And then, you know, from there, it's just about being ready. Like I said, I, I was preparing for a five-rounder before this. So, like, I was ready. I've been ready. So, um, a fight's a fight, man. You know what I mean? You just got to take it to you. Take it as it comes and enjoy it.
1: Jay, so, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes we see these fights, and, like, you know, nothing against any of the fighters that come in last minute like yourself. Like, it's just you You see somebody. It's like a film fight, and the, the perception is – oh, you know, the, the odds are so much in somebody else's favor now and all this other BS. Mm-hmm. But the reality is no one, you know, maybe of the, the casuals don't know as much about you or what you've been training to do. Your, nope. your mindset, you've been training for a five, five-round fight. Yes, sir. You have three rounds to do it. Are you going to overindulge in those three rounds and, and, and maybe change what your original strategy was for a five-round fight? Would you c- try to kick things into gear a little bit faster?
0: yeah you know you're like five rounds five round pacing and three round pacing are different um so i what that means for me is is that look man i don't get tired watch any of my fights i don't get tired i don't gas um because i'm a five round fighter so um all that really means is that i can pick it up earlier and you know maybe do a little bit a little bit of studying as i call it in the first couple of minutes and then just pick it up i think that you're completely correct i'm gonna have to you know, pick pick up the gears a little bit quicker in the first round, but not get overzealous. Mario is dangerous, especially if you make mistakes. Um, so um, I have to be I have to be measured and able to take calculated risk, if that makes sense.
1: So you're. A bantamweight in this division is ridiculously stacked, and all that stuff. And obviously, you know, you've been coming from other promotions and Bellator and CES and all that stuff. So you're you're familiar with all these fighters. You've been you're the circuit. You know the circuit and whatnot. Yes, you know the names in, in in UFC. I mean, you're in one of the most difficult divisions in the sport right now. Um, the names are 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 of plenty, but how do you feel like you stack, and how do you feel like you sit? in the UFC company, in this bantamweight division? I think that you're going
0: to learn. Everybody's going to know my name very soon. Um, I think that I get the measuring stick. thing about it is, yes, I do know all these people, and I train with a lot of these people, and um, not to say not to be disrespectful or anything like that because I appreciate all the work that I get from every single one of them, but um, having the measuring stick that I do out here in Vegas um, for the last year that I have, every time that one of these top 15, top 5, top 10, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, Marab, Aljo, Davy Grant. Um, let's see who else. You know, Ricky Simone. I got uh, Vince Morales as well in my gym. You know, people like that. I can see how big the gap is. And I got to say, it's not as big as you'd think that it'd be. So um, I'm not going to make some wild, wild claim right off the gate. It's my first fight. I got to I got to win this fight before I can start talking shit. But I know the gap isn't that big between me and the top 10. and And only with experience will I just get better with time. I'm going to get better. And I have, you know, my last fight, I showed that I'm completely different than I uh, how I was the fight before that. So um, I'm only growing and the gap between me and the top 10 isn't as big as you'd think it'd be. So um, like I said, after I go in there, I finish Mario. Um, everybody's going to learn my name very, very soon. I'm going to make sure y'all hear
1: me. I love it, dude. Uh, who is in your mind, just the pr- people that you train with, Who's the most difficult? I mean, you talk about Marab Devashvili. He's one of the. Uh, his style is relentless. Is he that crazy? Just even in in training? Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: I gotta I, like I tell you, like a Marab will come in and I'll sense him, like a like a Jedi in the Force. He's looking around and he makes eye contact with you, and you just nod. He's like, <laughs> and that's how I know. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and every every time he comes in, I'll, I'll like look away. I'll be like this everywhere um but no me and, let's look i love that guy i'm so happy that he's getting the credit that he deserves um mm-hmm. but that guy comes that guy makes me fight we fight me and marab um and and it's a great test because that guy's top five in the world you know what i mean and um I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and do the whole training talk because training in a fight night is different but um i do just fine against marab in training me and him he seeks me out because i give him good rounds if that makes sense so um it's wild and it pushes me, but nobody is going to push me back like Marab tries to. So um, that's what I mean by the confidence and, and knowing how, how good I actually am now that I've moved here um, comes into play. Because I have people like that who aren't going easy on me. They're pushing me back and I don't want them to. Um, and occasionally I get them on the back foot. So, um, you know, having training partners like that is infinitely
1: more useful than where I was before. So you say that Mirab seeks you out. Is there someone that you seek out specifically that pushes you the hardest
0: every day or just in
1: general? It's uh, just in general. Is there someone in particular that, that like, if um, you have an opportunity, you're like, that's the guy I need to go. See. Me and Vince Morales, um, hmm.
0: have wars in the gym, to be honest, me and him have, it's, it's, it's striking and scrambles and shots. It's It's the pace that we put up is absolutely nutty. Um, people will stop and watch me and Vince go at it. So um, that's the guy that that pushes me most because that's my brother. You know what I mean? I'm his friend. He's mine. We're going to push each other. Um, but really, dude, anytime a top 15 guy comes in or, you know, a guy that I know is a, is a giant in the sport at the moment, I'm the first person to walk up to them and say, I need that work, dog." So, um, you know, I don't, I don't cower in the face of big, big challenges. I, I go towards them. So anytime that anytime that I get a roster member or – Anybody that's considered top tier, I'm going right for that ass because I want it. You know what I mean? I, I eventually, I want to be in their position, so I need to know what I have to do to get there.
1: I love it. Uh, we, we were talking about this. is a, This is a really underrated card for some people. Me, my I, myself, I think this is an amazing card. I'm a big Johnny Walker fan. Uh, Hill's amazing. Kyle Dawkins versus Jimmy Pickett, who I think Pickett's filling in last minute, too. You got yeah. Parker Porter on there. Jim Miller, legendary Jim Miller on there.
2: Oh, uh, damn. We, I didn't even know. Mil- yeah. guard, let's go!
1: That's, oh my
0: goodness,
1: I'm getting up. that autograph.
0: Let's go! <laughs> I'm getting he's, that autograph. I love Jim though.
1: That's awesome. Um, we were joking a little bit before uh, you joined us, uh, Johnny Walker. You know he's had that, uh, that had that injury doing the worm, which is outrageous. What have you? And you're like, how do you injure yourself celebrating? Have has anybody? It's got uh, right. It's <laughs> got too wide. I uh, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm right. <laughs> but that being said, the I've seen some crazy things in sports. I've heard of people, like, you know, even in, in football specifically, like a, an injury happening, you know, before you enter the game, uh, before you enter, like, you know, the game, even you're like warming up and you get a weird injury. Has that ever happened to anybody that you've seen in any sort of elite level, whether it's amateurs, pros, anybody hurt themselves? Like just, you know, get in that cage, do a little flex, doing something beforehand.
0: I think somebody one time they were coming down so like the, the entrance was like a staircase. You had to come down off of the stage. And they had like a staircase that you went down. And uh, he missed a step on the way down and he just tumbled down a fucking gas and head open and they were like the commissioner was like, Well that's it. You know what I mean? So um <laughs> like as he was walking out, he fell down and very embarrassing. There was like a thousand people there. Um, it was not so like that was that's really the only one I could think of. Um, other than, like, I watched somebody get teep kicked outside, like, out of the cage. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he got the, – the person didn't lock the cage door, so he hit oh. the back against it and fell. Like, I'm talking completely fell, cleared the stairs, hit his back, um, and got injured from there. That's really the only one I ever saw.
1: Wow, that that is – Dude, like we I've seen I've seen UFC fights like that, I think. I, at least back in the day, I think there was, there was mm-hmm. moments where they like you had some weird things where like cage doors opened. You don't really get that much now. But again, like you no. just never know. It's a live event, dude. Anything happens, is there's, there's always human error, that's for sure. Um, uh Jay Perrin is joining us right now. Uh, before we let you go, bro, is there anything in particular that you want to promote yourself? Obviously, the fight's coming up on Saturday, but is there anything else that you want to promote about yourself? Get the word out there
0: i mean i'm just a kid that that never gave up you know what i mean and um i'm eternally grateful to be where i'm at and uh you know what i mean for now mario i, I can be respectful for now and i, I respect you for taking the fight and, and i'm sure there's no reason to do it but wait till after this wait till you guys get a microphone in my face after this win because i'm gonna start talking my shit. like i said I'm, y'all are going to hear me once this gets done so um i go in there i'm gonna plan on dominating every part of this um, Game Rays come out and then, you know, it's the J Perrin story at this point. So watch out for the Joker. Now I'm coming and Jack Herm. Oh, this is what I want to say. Izzy, I'm here now, baby. King Weeb <laughs> right here. King Nerd right here. I challenge Israel Adesanya to a Naruto hand sign off <laughs> any day, any day of the week, baby. I'll water dragon jutsu that ass all the time. All right. So. Let this be known. Shots fired. Izzy, I'm coming for that King Nerd crown. I promise.
1: Let's go. I love it. Jay Perrin, uh, good luck this weekend. Looking forward to it. Uh, and hopefully, Izzy will see that call out. We'll get that done. Uh, thanks I again, so. man, and looking forward to it, brother.
0: You yeah, thank you so much, man.
1: Um, thank you to Jay. Very cool. And I will definitely have him back on after he's kicked some ass. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, Dave Thelman. We'll have Dave back on again, too. We spoke. Uh, he apologized that it didn't work out as well, but still gave me juicy stuff in that four minutes. I'm looking forward to do bigger, better things with him as well. Uh, again, follow me at the half WFAN at the fight fan WFAN. That's on Twitter. Half WFAN on TikTok at the fight fan with Pete Hoffman. Everywhere else, so that's YouTube, that's Facebook, that's Instagram. um wfan.com Odyssey app, all that good stuff. You can always listen to me as I uh, Do my normal daily gig, produce the Tiki and Tierney show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on WFAN, the the midday show. And next week, I forgot to say that at the beginning of the show, but I'm gonna say it now. Uh, Next week, I return on air. That's right, Sunday, February 27th. I'll be on 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. and I'm sure I will be talking about fights, about baseball and about everything. As always, my picks will be on my Twitter account and maybe my Facebook stuff too, and whatever. It's going to be out there, but just look for it. But definitely Twitter will definitely have my picks as I always do, so look for that, and I'll try to get the picks for, uh, I'll put something down for BKFC and the Bellator as well. Bellator's more of a guess, but so far, my picks in UFC have been pretty good. Again, I'm I'm shooting for over 60% this year. Last year, I think it was 58%. I want to be over 60. I want to be closer to 70. And I know that's very, very high, but that's what I want to do. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following The Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new
0: Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.